On April 29, 1992, a jury in a Simi Valley courtroom acquitted four Los Angeles police officers of the brutal beating of motorist Rodney King. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Stacey C. Kuhn, not guilty. That decision would ignite six of the most explosive days in Los Angeles history. 37 people dead, more than 1,300 injured, more than 4,000 arrested. Damage estimate, $200 million and rising. Radio Free 102.3 KJLH remembers the civil unrest of 1992. And throughout all the chaos, we were there. Please stay out of the streets and keep you updated on what's going on yeah. around you so you don't need to go out in the streets. We'll let you know. Tune in to KJLH all week, April 30th through May 4th, as Carl Nelson returns to the front page, 4.30 to 6 a.m. to join with Dominique DePrima for the 20th anniversary of of the front page and the civil unrest. And to this gentleman, I'll call him, that says there's a revolution happening, a revolution happens if we're fighting the enemy. We're out there tonight fighting each other. Right here on Radio Free 102.3 KJLA. Mr. Speaker, time for some action. Members of Congress, time for some action. Distinguished guests, time for some action. And fellow Americans, time for some action. If not you, if not you, then who? If not now, when? The time is right now. It's time to get up. After a year of debate, protests, yeah. and deal-making, Congress has passed a health care reform bill. This is a historic evening. It's hard to believe this measure has actually passed. It's about to become law. It's been fought over so intensely. This is what change looks like. Now, as momentous as this day is, it's not the end of this journey. Time for some action. Time for some action. Time for some action. Time for some action. The last U.S. troops have left Iraq. The remainder of the 5,500 soldiers crossed into Kuwait on Sunday, ending nearly nine years of American military presence in Iraq. For the first time in nine years, there are no Americans fighting in Iraq. Time for some action. City Mayor Michael Bloomberg called the killing of Bin Laden a critically important victory. For the first time in two decades, Osama Bin Laden is not a threat to this country. The values and opinions expressed on the front page do not in any way represent those of Taxi Productions or Radio Free 102.3 KJLH. We can do this. I know we can because we've done it before. No challenge is more urgent. No debate is more important. The state of our union is getting strong. But I intend to fight obstruction with action. We have a huge opportunity at this moment, but we have to seize it. The opponents of action are out of excuses. This is The Front Page with Dominique DePrima.
Radio Free 102.3 KJLH. Good morning. I'm Dominique DePrima, and as I'm approaching the microphone, I'm asking for blessings from God Almighty, the ancestors, the righteous elders, and Southern California's early morning communications drum is now wide open. Welcome, family. Welcome worldwide. Listening online at KJLHradio.com. Starting each and every day with gratitude, giving thanks to the Most High, giving thanks to Mr. Stevie Wonder, who gives us this radio free house every single day. The management and staff of KJLH Radio, the front page team, everybody's on deck today. Avi Bernard, Tal Talib, no, not Tal Talib, huh? Angela Hoffman, Brenda Cadell, uh, Siobhan Taylor, me, Dominique DePrima. We got a whole crew in here. Abid. Our videos are, look for his work at Ustream.tv, keyword front page TV. In case you didn't know, we also have a very, very special guest. It it feels weird even calling him a guest because he is the originator, one of the originators of this show. He's a news person, an activist, a reporter, radio station owner. A legend, really an icon here in Los Angeles for as many years of work on the front page. Carl Nelson is with us. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be home. It's great to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Good to meet you as well. Yeah, isn't that weird? I know. (laughs) We we finally met. Yeah, folks. uh, That was that was uh, Saturday. Yeah, after all these times, but we we did do shows a couple of times, few times. Yeah, we were on the air together for a while, but you were. In another city. Right. And we did it via ISDN or Zephyr, you know, via technology. So we actually met face-to-face for the first time on Saturday. first time on Saturday, yeah. Which is really funny because there are lots of different myths and legends about, you know, this relationship that we've had. (laughs) People are always asking me about it. I say, I can't wait to meet him. (laughs) Uh, People are asking about me. I said, I never met her. So, you know, what can I tell you? I don't know anything. Well, hopefully after this week we'll know more. Okay. Um, Carl Nelson will, is going to be doing the honor of co-hosting this whole week. And we're doing this in celebration of 20 years of the front page. Does it, when you look back, does that seem weird? Does it seem... It does, but it, I think it's... Uh front page actually started before the uh, uprising, so it, it's, it's a little bit more than 20 years. I'm maybe 21, because we, we don't know exactly what dates are. Maybe we later we'll talk to Lee Michaels, who really created the front page, who came up with it. He was in charge of programming here, and he'll tell you, he's probably got a better handle of when it started, because he knows when he started working at KJLH, but uh, we were doing it before the uh, uprising, and uh, actually started with myself and Greg Mack, and uh, he stayed for, I don't remember how long Greg stayed before he went up north. And then Rico came. And at first it was a 15-minute segment. Uh, I might as well tell you guys how it all started. You know, Lee comes in and he tells the DJ, you know, we want to do uh, a thing called Front Page. And he says, basically, I want you to uh, talk about Eddie Murphy all the other stars who are at the China Club, who, who and you know, just take calls to see if the callers uh, saw anybody, any celebrities around town. Okay, they went to the phones, and the first caller, what about Latasha Harlins? <laughs> you know, what are you guys going to do about Latasha Harlins? And Greg Mack just 
pointed the finger at me. <laughs> you know, he, he didn't want to get into that. He wanted to play some some music. So that's how it started. And so we we had to respond to what the community wanted. Basically. That was you were news director at the time, right? Uh huh. So that's why he pointed to you. Yeah. You know a little something about this, right? Because you know, Greg was into his music, which was what he was supposed to do. Uh, but then it the and the front page turned into. Just exactly what what the community was talking about from, you know, uh, that's how it basically started. Well, and it it kept growing, right? It started 15 minutes. It started 15 minutes, and then when Rico came, uh, we took it to 30 minutes. And then we were doing 30 minutes until, I think, the uprising. They, they probably have a better memory than I do. And and then we did the three-day thing, and then we came back and... uh, we we did it, uh, f- I guess, for an hour, and then the the folks, the, the, I guess, the listeners wanted to expand to, they wanted two hours, they wanted us to go to seven o'clock, and I'm I'm not quite sure who the program director was at the time. They said, no, if you want, you can go the other in the other direction. Meaning me, I got to come in early, and I said, okay. And that's how we started at 4.30. 4.30 to 6. Yeah. People still say that. We need to, we need three hours. Right. Uh, they, they keep saying that. Yeah, well, one day we'll have a, a sister station that will be all talk. Yeah, we we need it. That's what Those I see. folks have it, you know. Yeah, I would love to see that. It's, it's high time. But you, I mean, this thing went further than you ever expected it to go. Oh, right? yeah. Cause, and, and that's the reason people ask me, like, you guys say, oh, when did it start? And I don't know the exact date because it was just another programming change. You know, you've been in radio, you know that. They, they come, all right, we're doing this, we're going to start this. You don't, all right, we're going to write down the date when it started. No, you just do it. Yeah, you just go with it. Yeah. Well, when you say the three-day thing, you're talking about three days 24-7. Right. right. That's the three-day. What's that's the three-day three day thing? That's the, that's the three-day, that was the three-day thing uh, after the uprising, you know, we were on our st- station in Crenshaw, and uh, incredible, because once you're in it, you don't really know that you're in it, you know, it's you, you just you just doing your job, you know, and, and I, was, I was speaking to Jackie, uh, Jackie Stevens the other day, and I was just, you know, we were just that's that's what they pay us to do at KJLA, so we were just doing our job, really you know, yeah. we weren't thinking about doing it that's what we're supposed to do yeah, it is what yeah. we're supposed to do as yeah. broadcasters when yeah. stuff happens, we're supposed to be supposed there for to the respond. people, yeah. that's why it's called public airwaves, right, and but you guys did a legendary job, and the incredible love and loyalty that the Front Page family has for you, Carl Carl Nelson is really a tribute to the great work that you've done, and I know you're not the kind of guy that likes to be in the no, spotlight. You told me that, already. <laughs> right? But uh, you know, I really re- the reason I thought about this, and I was like, okay, it's about 20 years. We should honor Carl Nelson, is because you have such an incredible legacy, really big shoes to fill, and I just felt like it would be great to kind of bring things full circle and give you some props. Well, you know, uh, I, again, like I said, it was. Who started by Lee Michaels, you know, any talent that I have is Maybe definitely on, on on loan from God, as somebody yeah. else likes to talk about. So, I, you know, and as Molly Bell always reminds us, who, who who is really, you know, we should give the glory to. So, it, 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 to me, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, and, and that's, that's real. Well, we appreciate you doing what you were supposed to do for so many years and doing it so well. And you know what? I'll tell you one thing. It is more than a notion to be here at 4.30 in the morning oh, every is. single it day. Is. But you know what? I, I didn't figure that out until this morning because when we were doing it, we were just doing it. Yeah, you were and in it. We were in it, you know, and and we were on adrenaline for so long. So it was it was just, it was just something to do. I think I figured it out about the second day. 
but maybe it's because I have a seven-year-old, oh, you know, yeah. and so, and, and this is actually, uh, in July, it will be seven years since oh. I've been doing this, and so I'm hoping that one day I'll get some sleep, but, um, you know, but it's definitely worth it, and, and uh, yeah. you know, and it's an honor to carry on the the job and the opportunity that, really, the community that is the front page. Right. We, we have a week of special guests, some of them uh, you know. Most of them you know. Most of them are people you worked with, people okay. that you re- you know requested to interview, or people that make sense to interview given what we're looking back at 20 years. I wrote a little blog last night uh, that's on DominiqueDeprima.com talking about looking back uh, these 20 years. It's called uh, Sankofa. Looking, let's mm-hmm. look back but move forward because mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting a little bit... I'm kind of over this constant news stories showing the, you know, the clip of Rodney right, King, right. you know, the beating and ah, ah that's and another issue. You know, what do you know? Is this something that we celebrate that we burnt down our community? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a whole other issue. You know, should that be celebrated? You know. Well, that's why I bring up the issue of Sankofa, yeah. because the, the concept of Sankofa is reaching back to learn, not right. to stay back, but to bring it into the present so that we can move forward with some more clarity and inspiration. And uh, so if you want to look at that, I'd love to hear your comments. We are going to take your phone calls today and all week. Uh, I wasn't looking forward to it, so I'm glad you're doing it. <laughs> you know, Carl, really true. Uh, your news uh, is just incredible. That was one of the things I remember from when I did the well, show you know, for you, that, that's, you. That, that's how we started. We, you know, we basically journalists. So, so we, you know, we. That's how we look at the look at the news, look at the information, and then and, and look at things in whether it's news or in olds. And you know, people ask me all the time, "Do you ever, you know, listen to the old shows?" And I says, "No, because they're olds." <laughs> you know, because I'm, <laughs> I'm I always think I'm thinking in my mind always news. I'm I'm thinking as soon as the front page is over, I'm thinking about tomorrow's show. Now what's Cause next? The, you're right, because that's that's done. You know, I'm I'm never listened to a, a show on tape because you know. You don't do air checks? No. In radio, that's like. I Blasphemy. Know, but we, I know, but, but they want you to listen to yourself. What, I don't like doing air checks either. Once by you're the way. doing news, you don't because you can't change it. You know, you, you, live, you live in the now. Mm, well, that's what the so, yogis say yeah. we're supposed to do. Right. Oh, well, you know, we're talking about um, 20 years, you know, and you're talking about living in the now. I mean, you were here in LA yeah. 20 years ago when the civil unrest broke out. You call it rebellion, some call it riot, I call mm. it civil unrest. Whatever it was, it broke out 20 years ago, and you guys were on the air nonstop for right. three days. But you say you live in the now, so is it weird for you to look back now? It is, because, you know, people are talking about celebration. And again, I say, what are we celebrating? That we burned down our own neighborhoods? I mean, uh, what are we celebrating? That Rodney got his butt whooped? I mean, what's to celebrate? I mean, I understand there are lessons to be learned from this, and so uh, hopefully uh, while we're here, we can talk about some of those lessons that, that have been learned. I've seen some stuff built up. I was down to Florence and Normandy yesterday. You know, it looks like the same before <laughs> the, the, the insurrection, you know. Uh, but it, people still doing their thing, you know, just right before, like before they did, before Reginald Danny got beat. Well, I think that there's some progress, some definite progress that comes out of it. I don't think that L.A., South L.A. has been totally rebuilt. I mean, that's clear. That's obvious. Right. But if you look at the state of relations between the LAPD and the community and the way that policing is being done in Los Angeles, at least by the LAPD. Um, well, some you questions there, because, you know, there were, there, there's a shooting. There's been a couple of shootings, you know, well, not LAPD, but... The, See, but that's what 
I'm saying. Yeah, You've got yeah, a lot of the Pasadena, sheriffs under the investigation. Sheriffs, you're right. you've got so law enforcement in, in general. County. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you just give LAPD props when the rest of them are, are still uh, going crazy. You well, know, maybe so. LAPD can lead the way. But yeah. I really think it was the people... You know, unemployment is still high. The streets. You know, yeah, you know well, we're, in, our, in our community, we're dealing with the Great Bush Recession. I yeah. mean, that's so that, we didn't that have that in '92. That hasn't changed. I saw a few more schools out there. You know, um, yeah. and, and that's good. I saw a school for Barack Obama, and that's and, and that and that may help. You know, the community, but. Uh, Basically, things are probably the same. If you look, if you look at totality, you know, overall, basically things are the same. Well, maybe even a little bit worse. Well, I would argue that they're worse in some areas and better in some. But I feel, I feel like you're right. It, it seems ridiculous to make it a celebration. Yeah. I, that's why I say Sankofa, looking back at the past to learn and bring it into the present. I, I think some of the sacrifices that people made had resulted in real progress and real change. And, and the chilling part, Mark from Anaheim, one of our frequent guests on the front I page. I remember Mark from Anaheim. I spoke with Mark on Friday, and he said the same ingredients that were before the uh, insurrection in uh, 92 are here again. And he sees a lot of similarities that, that you know, that are taking place. And he's always been someone that uh, Dick Gregory says, keep that brother close, because because he, yeah. he's always a warning, an early warning Dick Gregory system. had a lot to say about yeah. that, uh, at 92 also. But today is the birthday of Maitrese Richardson. Speaking of staying in the now yeah. and the news stories that oh, the 24-hour news cycle we can chase. But we also, yeah. I feel like we have to sometimes create it and not just be followers. Well, of but course, be especially in our community. And that's what you did for so right. many years. Because, you know, if we don't talk about it, nobody else will. Maitrese Richardson, of course, the young woman who was... She went missing after being released mm -hmm. uh, from the sheriff's department for minor violations, supposedly not paying her bill, allegedly, I should say, and uh, allegedly having a small amount of marijuana, released in the middle of the night without her purse, cell phone, or any mode of transportation in the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere, Canyon Country, no public transportation, was not seen alive since. Right. Uh, and we're still looking for answers. Her remains were discovered in a Malibu canyon, a remote canyon, which almost impossible to get to on foot. Uh, the coroners had to be flown in via helicopter. Sheriff at the initial press conference said, we may never know the cause of Maitrese Richardson's death. Been a lot of unanswered questions. Uh, they said there was no videotape. Finally admitted there was a videotape. Uh, the videotape shows at least one deputy going out the door just minutes after Maitrese. That deputy transferred along with several others, to another station. Maitrese Richardson's father, Michael Richardson, has never given up. He, he continues to seek for answers, and he's joining us this morning. Good morning, Michael Richardson. Good morning. How are you? I'm blessed. How are you? Oh, I'm hanging in there. It's a special day for me, but uh, hanging in there. Must be a tough day for you. It is. That's why I opted to come to work and not really, you know, focus too much on it. I find when I have too much free time, I have very ugly thoughts about society. So I try to keep busy. And you have been, <laughs> you've been really busy. But uh, a lot of people felt like this thing would rest um, because when you guys settled that it would be over, the investigation would be over. Is it? Where are we? A lot of people have been asking for an update. Oh, well, you know, everything has a time balance, and um, 
You know, after being pulled in so many directions at first, when it first happened, I lost a lot of sight and a lot of leeway. And um, I had to get grounded again, get around some more positive people, and I had to get focused. And um, where we going with it now is we have a little bit that we can work with more. And, you know, we're just not giving up. Um, a, a close friend of uh, Mitrice's mother's side was out there in Malibu last Wednesday asking for them to raise some more money to put it out there. And my goal is to go talk to Mark Ridley Thomas on Tuesday and do the same thing. And it's like, you know, for $10,000 in Malibu, it, it doesn't even get them the Christian Labas shoes they wear out there. You need to get them some money out there that's going to do what they do. They like to shop out there. And until that number rises up to a specific amount, that's when we're going to get the people to come forward to testify who did this to my trees. And they very much know who it is. And any word, um, any word from the state attorney general, we continue our campaign. And for those listening that want to help, you can go to kjlhradio.com, get involved. There's a sample letter. You could make a letter. Based on that, or do your own thing and write to Kamala Harris, we're asking the state attorney general to investigate the sheriff's department. After all, they're being investigated by the FBI for the jail abuse. They're being investigated uh, for that sheriff's captain in Compton, who was supposed to be part of a big drug cartel. Um, the sheriff's department has the microscope on them, and we would like them to focus in on this case as well. Any progress with that or the supposed FBI investigation that never happened? Not that I'm aware of, and like I said, um, I've been working um, underneath the covers, if you will, to actually go ahead and get this case brought to the grand jury. Um, I don't know specifically the people or the names of the people that we want, but make a recommendation for them to bring forth the people involved to the grand jury and say, hey, you know, that was something never done. I look and I play over in my head over and over and over. All the things that the sheriff's done in Mitrice's case, had it been a civilian or one of those people who sit on the board of supervisors, constituents, we would have been all locked up by now. Why is it so different for these people who wear green and beige? And it is a daily acknowledgement that these people are corrupted. Not all of them. Let me clarify that. Not all of them. But it is a growing, astounding number of how many people in that that uniform is getting busted for, you know, corruption. And what makes Malibu so distinctive that, oh, our, our hands are so clean. We need to get in there. The, the residents in there want that whole sheriff station dismantled, you know, and they're ready to move forward with the dismantlement of that sheriff station out there because they feel like they're tired of being bullied by them and the... The, the officers out there taking payouts and buddy-buddy and chummy-chummy, you, you are released based on your status out there. And so you're right. It definitely needs to be FBI involvement. It definitely needs to be uh, attorney general involvement with that particular stair, the sheriff's station. 
and it, it's an everyday struggle. And I don't know why Mark Ridley Thomas acting like they don't understand the American English language that we're putting out there about getting something done. I've watched him. I've studied him. I've sat in the back of his room during Tuesday meetings just to see how when they're talking about budgets and when they're talking about supervisors who didn't do their budget correctly, he goes hard in the paint. So they can go hard in the paint on things that they want to tackle and things that they want don't want to deal with. They're very good at being evasive about it. And so I feel like I studied them enough to go up there Tuesday and say, no, 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 man. I know how you can get down. You need to get on this throttle. You need to go on and have uh, a Michael Giannaco disband. You need to have an investigation done. We need to come up with some money to get people to come forward and and go to before the grand jury and get Maitri's cases resolved. I feel like I'm the last man standing. You know, Felicia Barnes' case is taken care of. You know, uh, um, Trayvon Martin, they found it. It's time for Michael Richardson to find out who did this to Maitri's. Hey, Michael, Carl Nelson here. Uh, have you had any help, any um, e even sympathy thoughts from anybody in the sheriff's department? Come to me and, like, for the first time in my life ever admit, like, that, 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 that's awful bad, man. And uh, a friend of mine, Bo, we call him Bo, really. He, he has contributed and tributed different songs and videos to my daughter. And two weeks ago, we did a video shoot. And because of the way it looked, sheriffs came from everywhere, you know, just thinking it was a mess. And when they looked on that 66 Chevy and we said, hey, man, this is part of what we're doing, they like, go ahead on and wrap it up and just, you know, leave and do what you got to do. The respect that we get based on that child, you know, they know something is wrong. And to me, that is a great comfort because, you know, they mostly stick together, but a lot of them know that that poor child didn't even have a standing chance out there. All right, man, never give up. That's what I'm telling you. Don't ever, ever, ever give up. I can't. You know, it, it won't even let me. You know, it, it just doesn't. I, um, I, I second that, and I don't think that you will. I think you've been an incredible example of how a father can fight for his child. Uh, it's Radio Free 102.3 KJLH Compton, Los Angeles, Long Beach, and Inglewood. And I, what would you like, what would you have the Front Page family do at this point? You know, Dominique, you guys have been the few people, besides my family and a few couple close friends that really have kept the Mike Tree's name going. And that's all we can really do is just keep it going. And like I say, Tuesday I'll be down there at... Um, the supervisor's hall and just like let Mark, Zev, and Gloria, all of them know, you, you know it stinks. Come on, man. You know, it, you thought it was going to go away with a couple of dollars, but when they looked in my past history, the money that we wind up getting after we settle, I made working. So if it was up to me to have my daughter, I want my daughter. And if I can't have her, I want the person who did this to her, whether it be one sheriff or two or three. They know what happened. It was too many lies. And like I said, as a constituent, paying double taxes, working two full-time jobs, if it would have been one of us, we'd have been behind bars already. And I don't feel that they should be exempt from any – they should even get punished twice as hard when they get found selling drugs, doing corruption under the color of their badge. 
Michael Richardson, thank you for being with us today. Uh, what's the website now? Is it the same? Is it- yes, it, it'll never change. It's Bring My Trees Justice. And, uh, you know, I'm on Facebook under Richardson Michael, Bring My Trees Justice. Um, and That's dot .org, right? Yes, definitely. And I look forward to hearing from you guys. I look forward to seeing you guys on Tuesday. Look forward to seeing you as well and, and keeping in touch with you. Thank you so much. Michael Richardson, thank you. Bring MyTreeJustice.org. We'll have it posted up at KJLHradio.com. Carl Nelson is here, and yes, we're going to take your phone calls. The phones are going crazy, Carl. Everybody wants to talk to you. Oh, wow. We have a special guest in here, and I have a feeling we're going to be having hot phones all week, so it should be a good one. It's the front page. You know where you are. It's Total Talk Expression, Radio Free, 102.3 KJLH. It's time to get up. It's the front page. The front page. Front page. On Radio Free. 102.3. KJLH. The original community. This is the front page. On Radio Free. 102.3. KJLH. Yeah. Cause the worst come the worst, my people's come first. So if you ain't busting down, uh, please disperse. Uh, please disperse. Uh, please disperse. I knew I never should have bought that tease the purse. Cause the worst come the worst, my people's come first. So if you ain't busting down, please disperse. Uh, please disperse. Radio Free 102.3 KJLH. It's the front page. I'm Dominique DePrima. Carl Nelson is here. We have a special guest expected in studio. But we have so many people that want to talk to you, Carl. Want to hit these phones a little bit first, of course. All right, go ahead. Hot Topic Tuesday is tomorrow, so don't forget. You can call back then, and we may have some of the other folks that originated. I'm expecting some of the other folks that originated the front page in here and on the phone. So you'll have plenty of time to get through. But uh, go to Lynette from L.A. Hi, Lynette. You're on with Carl Nelson, Dominique Duprima on the front page. Good morning. Good morning, Dominique, front page family, and to Mr. Carl Nelson in the house. So good to hear from you. And uh, I just wanted to ask you, you know, I, 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 of course, uh, in L.A., I stayed behind, um, but I've noticed from that flashpoint, um, you know, Florence and Normandy, that there have been some businesses that have been there. Uh, as a result, you know, redevelopment money and what have you. And they even have cell phone towers there. But when you look at the overall picture of South Central L.A., most of the money from a redevelopment agency have went downtown because of the white flight coming back to build up downtown. And South Central, no real changes. And you don't even have to go back to the riots to see if the police department changed because we just had a big crackdown at MacArthur Park of, what, about three or four years, Dominique, ago? Yeah, that was under that, uh, they, Chief Bratton, they went, though. They went after the people and the press, and the press kind of fi- finally thought, well, maybe they do have a point about this police brutality and racism thing, you know? But what I'm trying to get at, too, we have a generation of children who do not remember anything about the riots because they were kids. And I'm like, should this be taught in our schools and another thing we have uh we had driving wild black now we got walking wild black with trayvon martin all right lynette i i, I mean I, your points are well taken carl you want to respond yeah, to yeah and, and she's right but i did see some development around usc i mean the, the money's being spent there and I, I know they're trying to not say that usc the campus is not in south central or south la but it is but the, I, saw, I saw some well-spent money around the campus and it looks like they're trying to 
if you will, build a wall around that campus. Yeah, it's like a fortress. Yeah. Well, and but the thing about it is those redevelopment agencies are going bye-bye. I mean, Jerry Brown shut that down because that money is going back into the general fund uh, because of California's budget crisis. However, I don't see, I don't, you know, I, I can say maybe if you go into Watts and areas where there hasn't been a lot of development. But look at Century Boulevard. I mean, there's a huge amount of development there. Look at Crenshaw. There's a Starbucks, a Denny's, yeah. a Big Five. None of that stuff was there when I moved over there. Right. Um, you know, well, that Walmart. I, I think she, she, you know, she's got a point. It could, it could be more. But then again, it's up to the people who we elect. They've got to do that, you know, and, and we've got to be, we've got to stay, keep our foot on their necks. You know, we just got to be honest. You know, uh, Patricia's dad mentioned Mark Ridley Thomas and and uh, Zev and the rest of them and, and Gloria. They're still there, you know. <laughs> They've been there forever. But you know, we need we need for those folks that we like to take care of our community, and that's what we need to do. We've got to stay on them. Well said. Uh, let's go to uh, El Nubian calling from L.A. Hi, El Nubian. You're on with Carl Nelson, Dominic Dupree on the front page. El Nubian. You're radio free on 102.3 KJLH. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up? Oh, not much. I was calling in, so I can say now I called and spoke with Carl Nelson in three different decades. Wow, man. <laughs> All righty. So, hey, now I'm not going to hold you. I just wanted to say hey. And really, up until just recently, I, uh, right before the show would start, I was still waiting for small acts. Oh, you you one of the a few people who know that that's uh, the 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 song that we use the intro. Small act. That's right. Okay, man, you guys have a good one. All right, that's good the to hear from old you, sir. Bob Marley song. Yeah, that's a great song. All right, uh, let's go to CP from South Central. CP. Hey, top of the morning. Can you guys hear me? Loud and clear. <laughs> Is it giving you flashbacks, Carl? CP all the time, man. Thank you very much for taking my call. I'm going to get on and off. I want to say a few things. First of all, Dominique, the prima mentioned the uh, Sankofa. Uh, my friends tell, all the time tell me about the Sankofa bird where his head turned backwards. So you got to look and see where you came from in order to know where you're going. I agree with that. And I must say, Carl, me and Dominique had our spine matches and stuff. I, I don't always agree with the way she brings things. But I must say that she's a good sparring partner. She's been holding it down, and I'm really kind of proud of it, even though a lot of times, like I say, I totally disagree with the way she brings it. But she basically been holding the fort down. And when you talk about this African talking drum, as I remind people, this wasn't just, and right now it's just not a radio program. This is an African talking drum. And without this drum, a lot of us would have been lost. But my thing is this. I don't have uh, nothing to celebrate, actually, because the things that have happened since the Rodney King beating make that look like a misdemeanor. It really does. It makes it look like a misdemeanor. And, and I want people to realize when they go back and look, uh, like a week ago, it's been 40-some murders since January. And most of the people look like me. And all this rebuilding they did and talking about uh, redistricting and South LA, I'm still in South Central. And most of these places they build and the businesses, guess what? When you look at them, you don't see a lot of people look like me. Uh, and when a lot of people in these businesses don't look like me, that means that a lot of black families are not getting fed. So okay, so I be, just don't really know what they're talking about. I we need you to land. You to land for me. Thank you very much, and uh, keep on doing what you're doing. Peace. Good to hear from you. All right, CP. You're... <laughs> All the people you know, mm -hmm. right? A lot of these people have been with the show for many, many 
Here's okay. You've got Cliff Burton calling you from Raleigh, North Carolina. Cliff Burton. Cliff. Hey, how's everybody? Hey, Good. Cliff. Hey, Carl. Man, this is. I was talking to Marley, uh, Ma- Molly Bell, and she gave me a heads up that she'd be in. Hi, Dominique. Good morning. Yeah, Carl, I'm going to just uh, throw a couple of things at you. I think Lynette kind of set the stage. And I've been wondering, have things changed, uh, you know, in the last 20 years or in the last 400 years? And my answer to that question is yes, no, and um, guess what? But I'm sure glad that to see uh, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama right up there in the Black House. But anyway, Carl, I wanted to ask you, uh, what do you think about the economic economic system uh, in the United States and will it change? Let me tell you this, and I'm going to shut up, Dominique, but I've been a lifelong Democrat. My parents and grandparents were Democrat. I don't know nothing but Democrat, only vote for Democrat. Take a bad Democrat over a quote-unquote good Republican any day. But my blessings, many of my major blessings have come because of what Republican presidents have done. Carl, uh, I'm 68 years old, and I'm finally buying my in North Carolina, five acres on a and guess what, man? I pay less for my mortgage than I was paying for a one-bedroom apartment. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Thanks, Carl. Uh, wow, right, you're thanks. lucky. <laughs> thanks, Cliff. And Cliff was one of those who went with us to uh, Africa. Africa. I think it was uh, Ethiopia. Ethiopia. He went with one of the things that we did at the front page in you know trips to Africa. And we had town hall meetings. Whenever, whenever problems arose in, in the city, we had uh, these meetings where we just talk because we didn't have enough time to talk on the radio so we'd have these town hall meetings to discuss these things and he mentioned about being a lifelong democrat and republicans and cliff you know at a certain level it doesn't even make a difference whether you're republican or democrat because it's all big game so we you and you know that as well but thanks for the call anyway. 5 15 in the morning i'm not even going to jump on that one because i you know i have my own views about that but we got a lot of people that want to talk to you and i have a feeling we're going to barely get to everybody by friday wow so i want to keep cycling through them uh nikki Yella, i think i hope i'm saying it right nikki Yella, you're on good morning yes you're on the air uh, uh, how y'all doing? I'm glad to hear Carl Nelson back. This is Mikael. What's been going on, Carl Nelson? Hey, been a while. You coming back to the stage? <laughs> Just for a minute. Oh, man. Uh, but you got a radio station in Florida, don't you? Yeah. That's good, man. I'm glad to hear that. We're also, we're hear also on the radio in, in Washington, D.C. on WOL, uh, 1450. And uh, what's it? Uh, one to, it's 4 to 7 Eastern time, so that's 1... One to four LA time, and you can listen to WLDCnews.com. In fact, today we've got uh, uh, Tom Metzger. You know, who used to run the Klan. He once called me an abomination on the radio. Yeah, we got him. Low lights of my radio career. Uh, Tom Metzger. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to know how to talk to him. He feels I'm new. Well. I, I don't know how to talk to him, <laughs> and, and I don't think I'm going to learn, Carl. Yeah, you know we can differ. We we can we can differ in opinion, but we you know my thing is we don't have to be disre- disrespectful. You know we can differ. In I agree. Policy, you, you, you can know. disagree without yeah. being disrespectful yeah. or disagree without being disagreeable. But yeah. when someone feels that your entire com- race community 
culture should be exterminated. Right. Then and then you got to figure out why. Why do you feel that? You know, and then and then you know that's not right. And so you can always, uh, you know, come at him in a different angle. That's Carl, the newsman. I, I don't need to figure out why you feel that. <laughs> I need you to go to another planet in, you know, in the land of white supremacy and get the heck out of my face. But uh, maybe that's why people think you're more objective. I don't know. That uh, that should be a great show, though. That should uh, be a great Tom show. Metzger, yeah, yeah and we'll post that funny. stuff. Uh, we, yeah, we always do. We always do um, uh, Tom Metzger. And, to be and, honest with you, I I have mixed feelings about that because you. I feel like you're mm-hmm. giving a platform to someone to espouse uh, their. Well, white supremacist agenda. You're, yeah. you're giving them publicity. Giving them you're giving we're giving them publicity, but not to our audience. I mean, if we, if we were on Fox, they, yeah, but uh, you're on KJLH or the station I'm on, WOL, no, because our audience is predominantly African-American. So we know where they're coming from. And, and uh, I know that we have great listeners who can come and slam him. I, I know. And that's, and that's the faith that I go through with. Yeah, I, I do, too. But then I think about the, the Ward Connerlys and the... Yeah, you know, and the Clarence Thomases, and and perhaps thinking, well, maybe another one will be in the Jesse Petersons. Right, will be be formed by listening. Peterson on ever. It's just, it, you know, some people you can you can argue on policy and, and ignorant <laughs> folks. We just don't touch, you know. But the, the ones who, who who differ for you on policy, like Armstrong Williams was on quite a bit, and you know, we, we disagreed all the time, hundred percent. But uh, it, there was no nastiness, no mean spiritedness. Armstrong yeah. Williams, yeah. the um, famous. A conservative African American yeah. who was revealed to be uh, taking money, taking money yeah. to place stories in yeah. newspapers. Yeah, sort of discredited, but uh, still does his thing. Um, let's go to Chuck from LA. Hi, Chuck. You have the mic. Good morning, Chuck. You're on with Carl Nelson, Dominic Dupree on the front page. Welcome. Hey, Dominic. How you doing? Good. And, and uh, Carl, it's uh, nice to to hear your voice again. You know. And uh, I understand you're successful, and that's a good thing. But, you know, uh, over the, the the news for the past couple of days, they've been talking about race relations since this uh, riot, uprising, whatever you want to call it, in 92. Nothing's changed, man. You know, the Koreans, they still hire nothing but Mexicans working in their establishments. And all of this fake getting together, like... You know, let's talk about the progress that's been made. That's a barefaced lie. No progress has been made. It's just as bad or worse right now than it's always been. But, you know, through, through, through all of this, in the middle of all of this, just like Dominique says sometimes, you know, we got to stay positive and find the good and that sort of thing. And there is some good to be found. We all know that. We have to push hard and and show these people that we're not inferior, that we demand respect. Well, I don't see, I just don't see how you can say there's been no progress made. Daryl Gates is not the chief of police in Los Angeles anymore. I mean, it is a different day. I know not enough progress has been made, particularly around jobs mm-hmm. and discrimination against African Americans. We're not there. But to say there's no progress, Daryl Gates is gone. Someone like that could, wouldn't last a week as police chief in, in, in Los Angeles anymore. But, uh, Barack was... Obama is in the White House. We do see change. And to me, when we say nothing's changed, 
we somehow discredit the sacrifices, the work, the struggle, the marching, the de- the people that have died to make these changes. Right. I think one of the things he, he mentioned was the uh, the situation with the Koreans, and a lot of people thought the the uprising was was solely with the LAPD. The beef was with the LAPD. But when we started the show. A lot of folks were upset with the Korean merchants, and, and they didn't understand there's some cultural differences between Koreans and African Americans. And that's why we, at the end of the uh, so-called uprising riot, or whatever you want to call it, we did a live broadcast with, uh, with uh, Radio Korea and ironed out some of those differences, you know, and some of them, like I said, uh, uh, are cultural, and they wouldn't touch your hand, but they, they just don't do that. And, and then they had problems uh, finessing the, the English language. They didn't know, know the nuances of grammar that we do when saying thank you. Some of them do, not all of them now. Some of them were faking it. We, uh, we know that. And uh, they, they hire their own. And, and for, for us, that's a lesson for us. You know, we got to recycle our own dollars. We got to hire our own. Start worrying about why they don't hire you. you no, we got to get our own and support our own businesses. Well, and it also begs the question, why don't we hire our own? Right, exactly. I mean, that's what everybody does. Latinos right. hire Latinos. Armenians hire Armenians. Right. You know, uh, Koreans hire Koreans. Exactly. Japanese hire Japanese and so on. I think some of us do, but we're probably the group least likely to hire our own. Right. You know, you look around and we take the business that we're in, the radio. I guarantee you go to any of these Spanish stations, you won't even find a brother or sister being the janitor. You know, but we feel we've got to hire, we've got to hire, you know, a black radio. We've got to hire Hispanics. You know, you may not like well, what I say. Well, I don't say, know. You if know? you go to Power 106, you'll find their morning man is black. Uh, Power 106? Their demographic is 12-year-old Latinos, but their main star is a black man. And look at what they play on the radio. Nothing but black Black music. music. Right? I'm not saying that's a choice. Oh, let's go hire black people. They're going with what's popular. But, I mean, I think that's the same thing with black people. If you look at a market like L.A. where we've got 60-plus percent Latinos, it makes good business sense to have one or two Latinos in your sales staff. I I totally disagree because, you know, I don't think it's going to... need to index Hispanics, but I think the Hispanics who listen to you listen to you because you're black, um, you know, not because you just I think have, you have a to Hispanic explain voice. index. And I mean, if you want more, if you want more, you need of them, to bring in more like listeners. Right, is what right. You're saying, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's, just, it's just a choice of strategy. I, mean, I always say to people, you know, you. We need to stop looking at Latinos as the enemy and start looking at them oh, as customers. Of course. I mean, look, it worked uh, really well that. for P. I'm, Diddy. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just dealing with that. Uh, I, I, I just think our folks, you know, need to, need to look for us first. Uh, definitely. I mean, without a doubt. And that, I think we def- we agree on that 100%. Carl from, uh, no, Greg from Compton, you're on with me and Carl Nelson. Dominique DePrima, Carl Nelson. Hi, Greg. How's it going, Carl, man? Um, yeah, I was in the ride myself, man, back in 92. I was 17, man, and um, I've been hearing your show since then, man. Now I'm, I'm 37 now, man, and um, I learned a whole lot from your show, man. I learned a whole lot, man, and um, I just want to give you props on that, man. And um, you had guests on here back in the days, man. I think they probably wouldn't allow on this show no more, man, that I learned from. So. I want to give you props on that, brother. Thank you. God bless. All right. A lot of those guests have, have passed on. You know, we we had Sears Miles, a fellow who was talking about H, uh, HIV. He, uh, it was made in a lab in, in uh, Fort Detrick, Maryland. And people don't remember that. That's early days. People even didn't even know what HIV was. And this brother did extensive research. We've had Steve Coakley come on and, and talk about the boule. People didn't know what the boule was or who the members were. Steve Coakley and, and did a roll call. And people were like, wow, he's a member of the boule? 
because Coakley called out names, uh, you know, and, and that upsets quite a few people in the community. So we've had... Uh, and he passed away on April 11th. Right. We've had Khalid Muhammad, who's also passed on. All these are passed on. Khalid Muhammad, uh, before he, he passed on the, the, the weekend, he did it, the front page, and, he, and then he got shot in, in Riverside. So we've, you're right, we've had some people that, uh, and hopefully there's somewhere, somebody's got tapes of some of these uh, the, these people that have passed on and left all this great information with us. So, you know, we can we can pass that information on as well. I'm pretty sure that Molly Bell has those tapes. Jeff from Culver City. Hey, good morning, uh, Dominique and Brother Carl Nelson. Welcome back. Hey, man. I'm yeah. here. All right. Yeah, just to uh, comment on the Korean situation, what we need to ask is this. Um, what are the Korean immigrants uh, immigrating for anyway? I mean, the Korean War been over with. But, you know, yesterday they found another dead woman in Malibu, and um, that brings the number to three so far. But you're right, Carl. The riots, you know, ain't nothing to celebrate. You know, that and the earthquake in 94 caused thousands of black folks to leave the city. You know, and the whole thing seemed scripted and orchestrated from the get-go. You know, on the west side, Pacific and West, West L.A. divisions had plenty of help surrounding the cities, you know, uh, like uh, Santa Monica and Beverly Hills, you know, to make sure that it stopped at that imaginary borderline. So it's good to hear from you, Carl, and, and welcome back. All right, and you mentioned that the uh, riots, if you will, was, was scripted. Uh, Mark from Anaheim on Friday, he, he mentioned that before it actually happened, uh, the, the fires, the, the line that the fires took, it's now the line that uh, they're trying to build a metro uh, train on. So I don't know. Some folks believe it was scripted, and, and like you mentioned. Well, Dick Gregory is yeah. one of those. I, you know, I don't. And to me... I don't know. You know, you show me the proof, show me the facts, but I need a first and last name and a reference. You know what I mean? I can't take an anonymous call from somewhere with just a first name and you're going to tell me this and I'm just and, and you're a news guy so you, I'm sure you understand that right and uh, and I've seen the reference yeah well yeah. Uh, until Mark, I Mark, do Mark from Anaheim is always the reference and uh, Friday those who are listening to uh, the show that I do in D.C. you would you would heard Mark uh, talk about that that map and and the people involved in that map and, and the line of the fires took and you know because he says that the fires and where the fires were started a lot of them were started on the on, on rooftops you know so uh, and, he, and he was with the LAPD at the time, so you know he knows. What do you mean by with? What do you mean? He was with. He the was LAPD. employed with. He was employed with the LAPD. So then, of course, you know his last name and his. Uh, I know. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah. Well, he never reveals it on the show, so generally. Well, he couldn't at that time because he was still a part of the LAPD. That was part of the problem. But I still call him Mark from Anaheim. <laughs> and you always will. 527 in the morning. It's the front page. It's Radio Free 102.3 KJLH. I'm Dominique DePrima. Carl Nelson is our guest. He'll be here all week. We are celebrating 20 years of the front page. Not 20 years of the civil unrest. <laughs> 20 years of the front page is what we're celebrating. It may be 20 plus years. I was kind of glad to hear you say, Carl, that there's a lot of different stories about how the show started and where exactly it started because I have heard so many different versions since I've been on here I'm from people that work here, from people that listen and everyone has a different story about who was the first, very first person to crack the mic and when exactly it happened, why it happened so I'm glad to hear that uh well, we'll talk to Lee uh, whenever you're ready. We'll talk to Lee Michaels because he was in charge of programming at the time, and he'll tell you the concept, how he came up with the front page and what the concept was. So the mystery will be revealed. Exactly. And probably tell you have a better handle of when it started as well because you know he knows when he started working here. And that's <laughs> one of the things that he, he, he instituted. Go to Jackie from L.A. Hi, Jackie. 
Oh, God, morning, um, Carl, Dominique, and family. Carl, I need to know, what is the climate like in Florida? And how is the employment situation down there? Because I really think that... Um, the possibilities that Zimmerman may get off, and it's like I'm telling everybody I don't want nobody to get mad and upset and start rioting because we got an election coming up, and we need to put this president back in office. So if you could, like, let us know about what's going on in Florida, I would just love to hear it. Thank you, and Thank have you. some time while you're here in L.A. All right, thanks for calling. Uh, first, I thought you were talking about the physical climate, uh, the, you, you, the political and racial climate. It, it's not as bad as it, as it seems. You know, um, uh, Trayvon was from the uh, Miami area, and he went to, up to where Sanford is, is like north of Orlando. Once you get north of Orlando, you're into quote unquote hilly billy redneck country, just just straight up, you know. And uh, most folks try to stay away from the, those areas, but. Um, I, I think most most people will wait and and see uh, what happens with the trial because uh, unlike what happened here when uh, the Rodney King thing went down when we could tell that something was going to jump off we just didn't know it's going to be Florence and Normandy there there's been no indication that there's going to be anything like that's going to take place so far. Five thirty in the morning. Thank you for your call, Jackie. Well, people are glad to hear from you, Carl. And don't forget, folks, tomorrow is Hot Topic Tuesday. We'll have the phone lines opened up, and uh, we'll be doing our Radio Free Friday. So if you don't get through today, you'll have the entire week. Special guest joining us now in the studio. Actually, we've had a special guest all morning. We've had Carl Nelson, although he doesn't feel like a guest because he hosted this show for many, many years. He'll be with us at least, what, you, you hosted at least 13, 14 years, something like that? Longer than that. Longer than that? A long, long <laughs> Longer time. Longer than that. Wow. Okay, so the show's really been around. But um, we're being joined by a special guest now. Um, he... Well, you want to introduce him, Carl? You've known well, him a long I, time. I, I, yeah, but, but he's kind of clean today. Oh, no. <laughs> he's, he, uh, you know, I've been seeing him on TV, and he's been looking clean. Rodney King, welcome to KJLA's Radio Free. Hey. Good to have you, man. Thanks. It's been a while. It's happened. I'm glad to be here. Well, you home. This is home for you. Thanks. You know, because this is where, this is this was like the epicenter of when he was going down, as you, uh, you already know. Yeah, very familiar with this area. But you got you got a book out. Yeah, I've got uh -huh, Rise Within, tw two decades in the makings, and uh, Harper, it's two decades in the makings, and mm -hmm. by Harper Collins, they picked me up, and uh, I'm uh, getting my word out there, it's my testimony. And of course, the book signing is tonight at SOAN Books in Lamert Park, it's at 7 o'clock this evening, and we want you to come out, you're going to do a Q&A, question and answer, it's at... Uh, Essawan Bookstore, which has moved down the street from where it formerly was, but it's right there on Degnan in Lamert Park. All right, and I'll be down there this, uh, today as well. Great. Down at Essawan and see my friends at Essawan. So we're going to hang out a little bit. <laughs> Good. I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm so happy to made made it this far with this. Uh, How long did it take you to do the book? It was two, two and a half years, you know, with writing and everything. And then, like I say, uh, 20 years of me holding on to the material I had and my memories and things that I could remember. So uh, it, it was a, it was, it's been a good project. 
I, I got to ask you this, though, because, you know, every time I, I'm driving around and I see LAPD lights in the back of my car, I, I get, you know, anxiety starts building because I, I just feel it just starting to mess with me. And they haven't did what they did to me. How do you feel when you see the LAPD or, or even any law enforcement uh, vehicle behind you? Oh, I feel like my bully's back there. Yeah. I feel like a, a bully's back there. And that's just how it is uh, over the years from the, from the day I realize what a police is and through my father and everything I've uh, stay still don't 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 none of y'all turn around so it's been like that with, with, with me being a black man for ever since I can remember so your dad driving. had that talk with you oh yeah had the gentleman's talk oh, okay oh All yeah right. And if you if you're out there listening, if you haven't had it, you you better you better get it. That's how I survived all these years. Make yourself likable. <laughs> right. I'll get yourself killed. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, man, that was a, a brutal whooping. And, and I gotta yeah. say, I get tired of them playing it over, it over and over. And, over. Yeah. and I heard Don Lemon from CNN saying that he wanted you to watch it with him, and you know, like he was doing something, really doing something. Don't don't you get tired of that? Um, you know, it, it's um. What, what the part that I get tired of is uh, the 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 brutal um, uh, bullying over the years. You know all the the hatred, the the part that led up to that. You know um, the the misunderstanding. Trying to say it's a misunderstanding, but in the minds, it's just a lot of hate and anger. So the hate and anger is caught on tape. You know uh, at that point in that time in my life and. For the police, it was it was a good thing, you know, because it's one of those uh, incidents that'll stay in the minds of people who's been beaten like that in the past, but way before I was born, and now in the future also. Although it's, things are calming back down and they're more settled, but it exposed uh, brutality and bullying within the uh, police force, and it's one of the reasons why things happen like they happen today, because people see what's going on in one in one area and and uh, it. Everything has a reaction, you know, so it was a it was a learning experience. It's a tape for a, a lot of people to learn to learn a lesson. Yeah, it's good you look at it that way. You you in your book you really make yourself vulnerable. I mean, you really kind of dig deep and talk about, you know, your family background and some of the abuse that you suffered as a child. Mm-hmm. Um and that's got to be tough. Well, I think it what well, everything I went through in life uh, as a child prepared me for adulthood to to, to this day. You know, um, I wouldn't have been playing with matches when I was young and throwing them in the trash. You know, and got that whooping with extension cord. Wet, go get in the tub and don't dry off. You know, uh, when I had it when I had it coming, my dad put it on me. You know, and, and he put it on us rough. He was a firm firm hand. And uh, my mom was, she was strict also. And it was tough back then. Now, that back then it's called, now it's called, uh, what is it? A child, child abuse. Child, child abuse. Yeah. Yeah. They'll take yeah. their child right out of the house. Yeah, so I'm glad we. You describe. Yeah, so Although I'm glad Although I know we, it was normal back then, but yeah. still to share that. Yeah. And and the, dr- the well, alcohol yeah. abuse. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all that it played, plays a part in our um in the history of hard work and hard hard labor over the years, how he was, how my dad was raised, you know, how he had to work with his mom and no nonsense. But when you get off, it was time to, back then, it was time to party and parlay, and you know, things. Years have moved on, and the um, the custom of living is different now. But the mentality of um, the um, bullying of bullying around, uh, you know, uh, um, different nationality. 
as um, I mean, from slavery, I got to go back to slavery days to now to to the release of slaves and the, the brutality that has went on over the years just to build the country and my. Dad's dad probably went through a little sort type, some type of worse of beating than he went through, and my dad was has ran from uh, the police many times, you know, probably from fear of some things that he saw in the days. And so I think everything has a reaction, you know, over the years, and that's why I'm glad uh, they're getting on kids about bullying other kids now in schools and stuff like that, because it all has a Everything boils down to um, brutality and, and, and abuse, you know. And poverty. And I think you, and made, you exactly. do a really good job in your book of laying out the role that being poor plays in all this. The don't forget, I was I was, I was was running because I was trying to get to my job that Monday. My job had called me back, had a good construction job. So whatever it took to get on that, that construction job that Monday, I was willing to do because the economy was bad. We were going through a war at that time. And I was working some little part-time job where, where I was really happy to have that but when I when I got pulled over that night the only thing was in my mind was if I can get away I can go to work Monday knowing what you know now and what happened would you have reacted the same way when the cops stopped you or the the, uh, the uh, police or with the highway patrol or whatever oh I would have acted the same way you would have done the same thing exactly because I didn't do anything is what I'm is what I'm explaining in the book and that's mm -hmm. one reason why I'm glad I wrote the book I wasn't able to testify in the first trial but you know here's my testimony um i was i wouldn't have uh, been drinking and driving mm -hmm. i wouldn't have tried to get away from him mm -hmm. i would have went on and pulled over but, is that, there but once i stopped that car i wouldn't change anything i wouldn't change. once i stopped the car and got out uh -huh. i would have told melanie singer just like i told her hey tell them that they don't have to do this right i would have stayed still on the ground and i would have been humble and the only reason why i'm here today is because i was humble now th there was rumors that you dropped your pants and mooned them that's not true <laughs> did the moon walk no <laughs> It didn't happen. It, did, it didn't, that happen. didn't happen. And that was a part of the. That was just a part of uh, their legacy and making up a story right. in case a person dead or he got killed. And also with the PCP thing, them saying that I was on uh, PCP that night. That was another uh, move that they make to, to kill, have an excuse to kill, uh, uh, especially black. Americans, uh, Negro Americans, African Americans, you name it. That's the excuse that they use to take your lights out. He was on PCP, and it it almost worked. It almost worked, you yeah, know. And, it, and still in the minds to the day, some people say, yeah, I still well, he that. was on. I still hear that. What about the other two fellas in the car? So my heart goes out to the ones who gotten killed over that PCP lie, and my heart goes out to the ones who's still alive but you know knocked halfway out of their misery. Uh, through brutality. The other two folks are in. They're okay. The other two, one is dead. One's dead, right? Yeah, one's dead, and the other one's fine. He's alive. We don't hear a lot about them. Dick Gregory no. was talking about that. Right. At the, and Mark from Anaheim mentioned uh, was it Freddie weekend. Nichols. Yeah, Freddie G. Holmes. Freddie. Yeah. Freddie G. Holmes and uh, Brian Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you suppose yeah. we don't hear more about them? Is it because they? They well, weren't on tape? Was it because... Uh, it's a, you, you have a little glimpse of them when they enhanced the videotape, just like they enhanced the sound where you could hear them using the N-word and all the cursing going on. So when they enhanced the audio, I mean, uh, where you could see, you could see, I could see them that night. I could hear something going on over there. Like, get down, and then when you, you look at the tape, you could see the, the officers kicking them in the back, making them uh, lie down. Freddie G had already had uh, leg problems. So he was really screaming over there, and uh, but you could see it in the video, barely up under the car, them them stomping on the uh, other two. So why did you get 
the, the short end of the stick, if you will. I got, long end I got of the, the stick. long, long, long end. <laughs> yeah. I got the Flintstone end. Yeah, really. Jeez. Why? Why? Yeah. Why you? You know. Um, I probably was was uh, the one chosen by what whoever knows what 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 power or what you know, any of them anybody else would have been dead that night. Um, it's no doubt in my mind. I was just uh, seconds away, from, one blow away from death that night. You know, when I was out there, I could. And I see, like I said, the last four blows or so is when I went so numb. I'm just seeing the blows come in, but I couldn't, nothing I could do but just kind of throw my arm up. And I didn't feel like the last four because I was so hot and out of breath and then a dazed, about to go out. It was almost over. So I, I don't know why I survived. Uh, you know, it's by the grace of my mom, uh, you know, God, Jehovah God, you know, I don't know. I don't, I have no idea, but I know uh, it's a lot of people out there that didn't survive and that won't survive that type of beating. People, some people who think that there was a, a conspiracy or a setup to the, to the jump off of the L.A. civil unrest or rebellion or riot, I don't know what you call it. But um, they say that you were supposed to have been in jail at that time, that you had been sentenced to jail. Is that true? Um... I I would have um, I, I would have been out by the time that incident happened anyway because that was like a year I'd been out for almost a year at that point in time anyway and in fact when I got out of jail I I had I had, had a ran into a couple of jobs by then you know they weren't little small jobs but I kept myself busy um, you know with not having an education and, and things like that you you got to stay busy you know you and that's one of the things I made myself do when I had gotten out of prison because it's a, it's a it's a rough road with getting out of prison you have no family or no no backbone or no support so I I tried to stay busy you know and uh so that's 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 definitely not true I um my my parole officer Tim Fowler he was a really nice guy he said uh don't worry about nothing buddy you're not getting violated over this Well, that's one of the things that I was talking about in the book. You talk about how you ended up, your dad was working as a janitor. You ended up doing that work, staying up all night, (laughs) cleaning, cleaning a building and then going in and falling asleep in the classroom. So when you talk about, you know, not having an education and not having those opportunities, it's not due to laziness. That's what I mean by I feel like you make a really good case for the role that poverty plays where a lot of us end up in these situations um, with our back against the wall. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was a quite an experience growing up, you know, with my family, my dad. I, we we did. I went to school from, uh, you know, eight in the morning, eight thirty had to be there and got out of school. So from uh, five to two in the morning had to be at work with my dad. Um, and you know, on some days we even uh, we even did the house cleaning because he did the we did the buildings at night and then he do the house cleaning in the daytime. But yeah, from. From five to two in the morning, we'd be at Thatrick Medical Center on Green Street in Pasadena doing that one building and a couple of banks in Pasadena and we uh, locking out of Glendale all through there doing house cleaning. And uh, it was quite an experience, you know, um, and then go to school. Uh, you know, you throw that grease on your head, grease turn white. Gotta get, gotta get to school by the time lunchtime. The grease it clear up. Be all you, you be all right, but you be white in the morning, hair all white from the cold. Yeah, yeah. Them, them days, and the teacher would get over my head. Kind of, she's kind of looking. I'm kind of subconscious about it anyway. And I'm falling asleep. She's probably saying, "What is this?" <laughs> but she don't know. You know, I don't work so hard. I really didn't pay attention in school. And 
you know. At what point during the rebellion that you figured that you had to say something, you had to come out and say something? Was that genuinely from you, or somebody says, Rodney, you got to say something, man? Uh, no, I I felt in my heart I needed to say something. I just didn't know how to uh, get out there and cough it up and say it. You know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to end up uh, catching a bullet myself. Um, it was so much going on at that time, and I just started seeing the the death toll go up, and you know, and hearing I could feel and hear the people's pain, and and them, you know, the brick hitting Reginald Denny. I, I mean, and I could just see everything, and it was just uh, it's not the it's not the kind of uh, household I would like in my house, and uh, you know, this is. I know we don't we, we can't get nowhere with confusion and, and chaos. It just it don't work anymore. So I said, from the bottom of my heart, I had to come out with something, you know, that I felt. And I, you know, I, like I said, we're we're all stuck here for a while. So I know it's rough, but least we can do is make it, you know, easier and and, and be a little bit more peaceful and humble and nicer, kinder to each other during bad times. And that was the best thing I could have said during a bad, a bad time like that. We should always be. Thinking, uh, you know, uh, thoughtful to others, not just in a uh, in you know hard times like we're going through. We, this is a time we should be like humble and, and nice to each other, so we can get to where we gotta go with a with a, with a smooth uh, and, and a, a cool heart, you know. Because it's rough, it's rough being angry and then somebody else being angry, and then you getting up and you know causing throwing more f uh, flames in the fire. It's best to be calm. Rodney King is our guest. He's got a book. It's called The Riot Inside. He's got a book signing and question and answer tonight at Esawan Bookstore in Lamert Park. It's at 7 o'clock. Uh, Esawan Books is at 4327 Degnan Boulevard in Lamert Park. And that's right there uh, down in the main strip uh, of Degnan Boulevard, if you haven't been there. Rodney King has his book coming out here now, the 20 years since the incident. And um, looking back... Two decades. Looking back, two decades. It's a lot. You know, in the two decades since this happened, intermittently we've hear, heard stories about you maybe being pulled over mm -hmm. or different brushes with the law. And a lot of us, you know, we cringe and we say, oh, man, you know, we wish that, you know, we didn't have to hear that. We wish that you, you know, I know the we feeling. wish you well. <laughs> Are you clean and sober now? Yeah, we've been pulling for you, brother. That's what I'm going to tell you so, that. Yeah. The whole yeah. community has I been pulling for you. I think everybody does, yeah. Well, you it's know, like you're our brother, our uncle, yeah. our, our cousin. Through the prayers, I, I, you know, I feel that over the years, too. And uh, it sure feels good getting embraced, you know. Because um, I know that's the, only reason, that's the only way I survive over the years, you know, through prayers and all over the world. And, I, you know, I uh, really uh, appreciate all the support and, and throughout the world. And especially here at home that I've received over the years, and you know I, I'm feel I'm comfortable with myself these days, and you know where I'm at with with my sobriety and in my own heart and my soul and body and blood. You look great. You do. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Looks Thank great. You. <laughs> you know we have someone else. Speaking of your heart and soul, <laughs> we have someone else here in the studio. Cynthia. Yeah, she's also known as Juror Number Five, yeah. Cynthia Kelly. Good morning. The story morning. behind that one, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, Cynthia is your fiance. Yeah. Yeah. How did that happen? And people are looking around the studio like, oh. <laughs> life has its, uh, you know, turns. And 
Cynthia? Hi, Cynthia. Hi, good morning. It was just one of those things that happened. I happened to be a juror on this case, and we met after the case, and um, one thing led to another, and, you know, it was just one of those things, like, how was I picked to be, to help this, this man? You know, I saw the beating just like everyone else on TV, and I had no idea I would have been a juror on that case but two years before the case the grand jury sent me a 20-page questionnaire just for this trial and they wanted to pick out who's going to be on this jury but absolutely they did not want any african americans on this trial at all which you clearly are during the trial just mm-hmm. me and you now ain't nobody mm-hmm. else here just me and you yeah were you checking her out, John? <laughs> I was going to ask you the same thing. Did you say, man, he's kind of fine. I mean, we're, we're, we're all human. Oh, I, no, I, I might have just looked over out. there and just glanced. But <laughs> now nah, I was too much on, uh, on trying to get them uh, offices, um, you know, and get my testimony in. And then well, I was. I only seen him one time during the whole entire trial, and I oh, looked okay. over. And. Because all the other jurors, like, there he go, there he go. And I looked, and I was just so happy to see the man was alive. That was my first thought, like, yeah. he really is here. I wouldn't have any idea. But one thing I do want to share with the listeners out there is that by me being on the jury, I got a chance to see some of the evidence that was presented from the police officer. And I would like to tell you this. There was not one trace of PCP in his system. I saw the evidence. The evidence only proved he only had alcohol in his system. And there was not large, large volumes of alcohol, and there was absolutely no drugs in his system. I think I might have bled all the alcohol out. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, ouch. Yeah. Yeah, Ouch. (laughs) So you guys are going to be married, and it's it's a pretty amazing twist to uh, an incredible tale to begin with. Does it does it seem ever seem like un, you know it's not real or? Well, that's why I had to reach out there and grab the tail to make sure. They keep, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> make sure the tail's you know got that tail in there. Uh, <laughs> got me all. Oh, you know, to figure that one out. Just gonna get all graphic radio frequencies. <laughs> oh, yes, I am African American, but I am blushing. <laughs> I am red. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how you slipped through and got on that jury. I mean, clearly you're black. Still waters Rundy. Well, actually, I was picked because I fit the quote-unquote, the untypical um, black American. I work, I lived in a 99% predominantly white area. I worked at a um, JPL, Jet Propulsion Laboratory, so I, and I was happily married, and I did not put the... I did not fit the profile of what they would choose of an angry black person because there were several other blacks that got kicked off. You weren't one of the angry not, birds, right? <laughs> at that time, no, because at the no. at that time, if you if you go, you get fifty dollars a day, and I was calculating that fifty dollars a day. So, but I've always I served on three or four other jurors before his trial, so I was already like um, a professional juror, so to speak. So this wasn't my first trial that I had been on. I had been on several other trials before, mm. which is interesting because a lot of us African Americans don't want to serve on trials. I love it. You know, and, I love and, it. and I'm glad that you did because see the results. You know, yeah, we're not registered to vote. We know we don't want to serve on trial. We don't. When we get called for jury duty, we duck out. You know. So I'm glad that you did. And, well, and tell them the story. Well, they threatened well, her when, to take her to well, jail. They 
they threatened me because before his trial, they sent me a 20 page from the grand jury. I threw it in the trash. Okay. I was just tired. <laughs> oh, they sent it again. They uh -huh. said, if you do not complete this, we will find you $1,000 or give you up to three days jail times. I mailed it the same day. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like a threat. But you're right, Carl. More of us need to serve on juries because yeah. we would see more verdicts that we agree with. And to do that, you got to register to vote. You know, so that brings us all away full circle. We need to get involved. Yeah. Things are changing, but they're just changing slow. You know. We'll so you think things have changed since the 20 years? Because that's the question people have been asking these past few days. Have things improved as far as you're concerned? You know, they're, they're way behind than where, they, where, than where they should be because this is a stereotyping uh, thing that's going to go on to, you know, Jehovah God come back and do his thing. The, 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 um, the, the American Negro... It's too bad. It's, it's 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 a price we have to pay sometimes, you know. It's a, it's a shame. So the only thing we do is I do is pray and make sure that I treat someone throughout the day that I'm in contact with, you know, with respect and decency. You know, I ain't trying to get to know nobody because uh, the world is like so wild these days. Mm. But uh, I do try and treat people with the same respect that I would want to treat how I would want to treat my kids or myself. Do you feel weird? Carl and I were talking about this at the beginning of the show. Carl was saying, why are we celebrating 20 years? Do you feel weird? It's almost like a commemoration, yes, but also a celebration. And then you become like a celebrity and it's kind of a strange thing to be famous for. Mm -hmm. How do you react to that? Well, so many has been beaten and killed in the past, you know, all the way. And it's, and it's, and it's started and st and, it's, and it needs to stop, you know, um, with all, each and every one of us, you know, and so, um, but the most, uh, the, the thing is, is it's been going on for a long time, especially in the police uh, district, you know, the police is the last ones to, uh, the first ones with the uh, racist Ku Klux Klan and stuff all all up in it and have got it so polluted and all the killings and the, the violence over the years has uh, played a part on the black man, you know, here in America over the years, and we've always been the underdog, and and it's just now just coming to the light. So, so it's, uh, you may hear something strange right there on the radio. It sound like an edit. Uh, yeah. I, I, but anyway, we got it. Yeah, we but cut. I got to ask you about the LAPD. All. What do, what do you now when you see the cops and they recognize you? What do, what do they say? Are, are they are they nice to you? Are they, are they apologetic? <laughs> They're apologetic? very apologetic. They are? Uh-huh, very, very much so. And, uh, and uh, for the most of them, you, I may get one out of ten, and that one is a, is a complete ass. Right. But Honey. for the most of it, they're very, very, very respectful to me. Right. Yeah, really over, over, over respectful. Exactly. Doing too and much. And that's the way, and that's the way a black man should be treated. Right. Doing too much. Right. At least they're not, except the exceptional ones that you mentioned, who, you know, who are still talking that racist slang. There's not so much racist. It's just like, um, you know, um, overly doing your job. You just overly, overly, overly doing your job. Where you, somebody else needs to need that job. So well, they, they, are, are they are they saying that the, the cops are right with what they did to you? Is that what they? Oh what no, they they tell me that um they they know it was wrong and okay. that ain't the way to get down and that's not America, you know that's not why they took this job. And um, so, I, and it, it feels so good to hear them say that when I hear that. You but know? was that LAPD policy at the time? 
You know, I know the policy's changed uh, since then. And I'm so glad it has because it says took, it, that policy has taken so many lives before me. And it's a lot of people in jail now over the policies. Right. Well, you know, we talk about Sankofa. That's what I was writing about um, in terms of this 20 years of looking back and going back, the idea of Sankofa, going back to the past to learn so that we can put that into action here in the future. Mm-hmm. What do you see looking forward? You know, we spend so much time looking back. What's your vision looking forward? What's your your hope, your plan? Where do you want us to be in another 10, another 20 years? Um, I, I mean, I sure hope we all are still around. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, time is everything. and But I hope that everybody can learn how to, um, first of all, you got to learn how to treat everybody with respect, each and every person you know needs to be treated with respect so we can move on and and uh you know i just see the world should always be working on relations you know um going over um going over the going over things so that so that they'll never repeat themselves again you know look at the history of uh, of uh of things and how they've been and look at the history of things how how when you you know, make it civilized, how smooth things sail. And times are so bad right now, it's the best time to, you know, be kind and show each other uh, respect and courtesy. You know, it, it, it would go a long ways. And I hope that's what I see in 20 years, you know, respect. Yeah, I'll give you an amen on that. Carl Nelson, you want the last word today? No, I, I, I'm totally agreeing with Rodney. Good to see him, though. Thanks. You're looking yeah. good. It's good to see you looking good. It's nice yeah. to meet your good fiance. Good to see you all, too, this morning. <laughs> Thanks for coming yeah. on home to Radio Free 102.3 KJLH, Compton, Los Angeles, Long Beach, and Inglewood. And congratulations on your book. Again, The Riot Inside. The signing and question and answer is tonight at Esawan Books, 4327 Dagnan Boulevard in Lamert Park. That's Los Angeles, 9008. And Carl, you know, you always used to finish up the show with a... I forgot. <laughs> philosophical. Okay, well... Thanks, Hopper Collins. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, that'll Harper. work. There you go. Okay, well... I, Nancy I, and Susan. Anything else? No, um, no. <laughs> go ahead. Don't be shy. Can we all just get along, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we I, you know, I was supposed to open up with that. That's that's my thing. So I was wondering why you know, that wasn't the title of the book. Can we all just get along? And I mean mm. that. <laughs> there we go. So That'll be on the next book. The next book? Okay, cool. <laughs> as you go on your way about your day, let's take a moment for an affirmation. We're going to take the words of Rodney King that he just said. Let's take a deep breath in and let us release. Today, let me remember, can't we all just get along? Till next time, Radio Free Family, be well. One love. Oh, now listen. 102.3, Radio Free, KJLH, Compton. I like the personalities. Los Angeles. The music. Long Beach. They play soulful hits. And Inglewood. That you don't get to hear every day on the radio, so. Let's go. We are you.